Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Bay Takes Podcast. My name is Mikey. And I'm Gus. And today we're going to be redrafting the 2018 NFL Draft. One of the most exciting and most controversial drafts in recent memory. Controversial because there are so many talented players. A lot of great players fell. Some of the best players in this draft, in fact, most of the top players we're going to draft, were not picked in the top five or six players. Obviously, there is incredible talent everywhere in every draft for the most part. But in this case... I don't think all these teams made the right decisions, and it's impossible to be perfect in the draft, but today we're going to do our very best to be perfect in the draft. All right, let's just start right now. Um, I'm going to be taking the first pick, and then we'll just go back and forth all the way up to uh, the number 15 pick. So starting off, I have the Cleveland Browns selecting Josh Allen. They originally took Baker Mayfield, so they were obviously looking for a quarterback. Um, and Baker Bayfield has obviously not worked out for them. Um, you know, he's had some of some bright lights every once in a while, some good moments, but it's not looked great, um, recently. And then now he's not even on the Browns anymore. Um, hopefully he can do well on the Buccaneers this year, but I have Josh Allen. Some may say that, you know, Lamar won an MVP. You want to take him over Josh Allen, but I just project Josh Allen to be the better quarterback going forward with his size. Um, and his ability to throw the ball 60, 70 yards. And I think that they've shown, um, despite losing to the Chiefs over and over again, I think that a Super Bowl championship is inevitable for the Buffalo Bills. So I think Josh Allen's the right pick here. I'm afraid I do have to agree. I love Lamar. I almost considered putting him number one on my board, but I did have Josh Allen number one because I just think that What he does, both throwing and running the ball, is more impressive than what Lamar has done. Now, Lamar has had a better single season than any of Josh Allen's seasons, at least in the regular season. But Josh Allen's had three really incredible seasons and just been a very consistently really good quarterback over the last few years. And I think no one is going to argue that he's probably a top three quarterback in the league right now. And also, like, injury concerns as well. Just because of Lamar's size, he's not as, like, buff as Josh Allen. And even Josh Allen, some people might say he's a little bit overweight. But honestly, he probably uses it to his abilities because he's, like, it allows him to plow big defenders. And he's probably the only quarterback that can do that. Maybe you say Daniel Jones. But, yeah. Shut up. Daniel Jones is not doing that. Don't never, never compare Daniel Jones to Josh Allen. With the number two pick, with the number two pick in the 2018 NFL redraft, I am taking Lamar Jackson to the New York Giants. They took Saquon Barkley in this spot. No one's going to debate Saquon is a generational running back talent, but 
looking back, it wasn't the right pick, and that's purely because he's a running back, and we know what drafting running backs means. Saquon has gotten hurt. He's been great. Don't get me wrong when he's been healthy, but he's been hurt a lot, and that's the risk when you draft a running back, especially when having a great one doesn't even yield success nearly as often as one might hope. I think Lamar Jackson, he's won an MVP. Won MVP, what was it, second season in the league? He is that good of a player. He's a easy consensus top 10 quarterback right now and quarterback being the most important position. And this is when the giants are trying to figure out who their quarterback of the future is this in this, in this simulation, it is Lamar Jackson. I think they feel a lot better with this pick than Saquon Barkley. If they look back and they had taken Lamar. Yeah. I mean, I think this is the obvious pick here. Lamar Jackson's amazing. And I think the argument that still goes for Lamar Jackson is that he's incredibly efficient as a starter. He wins. Um, like damn near what 75% of the time he starts. So um, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if he has the best win percentage of any starting quarterback during their career. That's currently playing in the NFL. Um, maybe you say maybe Patrick Mahomes, but um, he wins football games when he's on the field. It's just, you know, he's a little bit of injury concern and some people question his throwing abilities, but it's gotten so much better over the years. I think it's the obvious pick. All right. With the third overall pick, the New York jets, um, I had them selecting Quentin Nelson. Um, I felt like the Jets, you know, they originally took Sam Darnold. So, you know, maybe you say that they should get a quarterback instead. But um, I think that investing in a offensive lineman is such a premium position now in the NFL. Um, and their offensive line when they had this draft was absolutely atrocious. Um, so having some guy who at one point in his career had a 91 PFF grade. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Drafting one of the best offensive linemen in the league, not having to draft him in the top two is a steal almost. So I, I have him at number three. Yeah. I mean, I think he hasn't been as good in recent years, both according to PFF and just in general, I think the opinion of him after coming out and just being like, like you don't see offensive linemen in the NFL's Instagram post, and he was getting posted for just wrecking guys and still one of the best run blockers in the league. I think he anchors an offensive line that can be like the Colts was one of the best in the entire league for multiple seasons. I not, do not hate the pick. He is not that as high on my board though. I have him number seven on my board because I think there have been guys that have been consistently more, more consistently better than he has. So with the number four pick, I'm going to take a position that is sometimes undervalued, I think, or at least has become undervalued in my opinion, because I'm going to take arguably a top five defensive player in all of football. And that is the anchor of the San Francisco 49ers pass defense, Fred Warner. He is probably the best, not probably, he is the best coverage linebacker in the NFL. He can do absolutely everything. He was drafted, I believe, in the third round of this draft. Here I have him going to the Cleveland Browns. At this point, they kind of needed everything. And yes, they need a quarterback. But at this point, you're not taking Baker. You're not taking Sam Darnold. You're not taking Josh Rosen. You're just not going to take any of these other guys that are here. The two elite quarterbacks from this draft have gone off the board. You take what you can get. And what you can get is the best linebacker in football. And that's Fred Warner. Yeah, I think Fred Warner is like obviously one of the best value picks in this entire draft. Um, if not the best and yeah, being the best at his position um, five years deep. I mean, yeah, I can't hate this pick at all, especially being a 49ers fan. 
everybody loves Fred Warner, and he's definitely like the anchor of our defense besides – or the anchor of our secondary, I guess, just because <laughs> Nick Bosa is uh, there up front. All right. Um, so now it becomes a little bit different. Um, this beca- This pick is a little bit harder. I think there's a lot of ways you can go here. I'm so, split too. Yeah. Um, but number five pick. Of, yeah, with the number five overall pick, um, I have the Denver Broncos selecting Bradley Chubb. Um, they originally took him, and I think that he's good enough for a redraft. And I don't think they're probably gonna like. Re- they probably don't regret this pick. And I just think for easy purposes, you know, um, I feel like this is like a pretty easy selection or it's not an easy selection, but like just because they took him before, I think they don't regret it. I think they take him again. Um, just with the, like, there's so many options in different routes you can go here, but Bradley Chubb's an amazing player. He still is. I think he's taken here. I'm not going to call it a reach, but he was much lower on my board. I think I went after the quarterbacks went, I think I was just trying to find the best players. And I think an edge obviously is arguably the second most valuable position in the NFL. We see the premier players like TJ Watt, Nick Bosa, Bradley Chubb isn't on their level, but he's a really good edge. I like the pick. And I like the fact that you're saying they wouldn't regret this pick because it was a good pick and it has paid off for them. But I would have gone a different route and I'm going to go that different route right here at number six. I have the Indianapolis Colts who took Quentin Nelson in real life. They're unable to grab him here. They take Derwin James, arguably the best safety in the NFL, a do-it-all guy. He can cover. He can stop the run. He can do just about everything. He anchors the Chargers secondary. He is that good of a player. I was split between two players here because there are two elite, elite safeties and probably the two best safeties in the NFL in this draft. And I took Derwin, but part of me wants to take the other guy who I hope you don't take with your next pick. All right, so with the next pick, um, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers selecting Darius Leonard. Um, Darius Leonard is his name isn't of... Darius anymore. Just to be clear, we were looking off of oh, a previous. Oh, Shaq Leonard. Shaq Leonard. His My name bad. is Shaq Leonard now. My he bad. was Darius Leonard when he won awards. I believe he made. Am I crazy? I think he made first team All Pro as a rookie. Yeah, he's an insane linebacker. Um, he's been elite every year of his career. And I think that we're taking a lot of linebackers, which is kind of funny. Like I we're going into this draft. There's a lot of like elite, like running backs, um, you know, like Nick Chubb and Saquon, a lot of like good offensive weapons. So it's, it's interesting to take a lot of like secondary linebackers, but yeah, I think he's like one of the best at the position and getting him at seventh overall is like kind of ridiculous. I mean, yeah, I think the injuries have sort of hurt him, but one of the best turnover-forcing players in the NFL, he was pretty high on my board as well. I just think that, you know, looking back at a player who can really wreck uh, a game, I like Derwin James a little bit more, but he's really high on my board, and he literally was an all-pro as a rookie. That does not happen. The only other player, I believe, from this list to make that was Quentin Nelson, if I'm not mistaken, his teammate in real life. So Probably Saquon was probably all-pro as a rookie, too. That might be true. But anyways, the, you know, like these guys are elite players as rookies. You can tell what that means for their career. Hopefully he's going to get back to full health and be just that destructive force that he has been at so many points in his career at what is this now? The number eight overall pick. Yeah. The bears, the number eight overall pick. I have the Chicago bears 
in real life, they selected Roquan Smith. And you know what? I'm going to take a page out of your book. Just kidding. I'm not going to take Roquan Smith. I'm going to take Minka Fitzpatrick. I think he is arguably the best safety in the NFL. Elite cover guy. Kind of still confused on why the Dolphins traded him. Um, but he is an incredible safety. He is really, really good. And I love Roquan Smith. He was probably the next ranked player for me on my board or one of the top three guys. But you know what? I, I'm feeling like I want to create some chaos, and I love Minka. I think he probably should have gone higher in this draft, and I will take him here. All right, that's very interesting. So now we have the 49ers at number nine. They originally took Mike McGlinchey. Um, so they obviously wanted offensive linemen. And so there's a few other offensive linemen that I'm thinking to take here. Um, you have, uh, what's his name? Mylotta, the guy on the uh, Eagles. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan Mylotta, of course. Yeah, Jordan Mylotta, who's really good. Um, but I'm going to take Orlando Brown Jr. Um, most, it's like consensus that he was... A lot of people say that he was the best offensive lineman in this draft, which is weird because I like for the longest time, I just assumed that it was Quentin Nelson. Um, but I guess there's some debate there. Um, but Orlando Brown Jr. is another really good offensive lineman and Mike McGlinchey has been terrible. So yeah, pretty easy there. McGlinchey wasn't terrible. He's just very inconsistent. He, I don't think he was worth a number nine pick. Let's just say that in a draft that had some good O-linemen. Yeah, they um, had three insanely good, like, star offensive linemen. Mike McGlinchey is not close. So we got number 10 here. It's the Arizona Cardinals. They took Mr. Nine Picks Were Made Before Me, and they were all mistakes. Josh Rosen, who I will not be selecting here because he's not good at football. And instead, I will be fixing the Cardinals' decision. by taking none other than a controversial player in Mr. Jair Alexander, one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. He was drafted in the first round of this draft by the Packers. He's been a shutdown guy from pretty much day one. Um, yeah, he's controversial. He had some beef with Jefferson, and obviously all of these uh, you know, things that people say about corners. They He's overconfident. He said he was the best player in the league when they asked him who the best player in the league was. Like, yeah, you kind of have to have that confidence when you play corner. And he's a shutdown guy. He is that good. And I'm happy to take him. I think he, again, another guy that I did not expect to make it to the number 10 pick of this redraft. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Josh Rosen is probably one of the, probably the worst pick of this top 10, right? Um, I would so, agree. Yeah, yeah, you probably have to feel for them. All right. Uh, at the number 11 pick. Uh, with the Miami Dolphins, they originally took Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, and, you know, there's a few ways that I can definitely go with this. Um, but I think I'm going to take Roquan Smith. Um, I like think it. Roquan Smith probably could have gone to the Bears. Like, I think you could have taken a page out of their book. Um, just because Roquan Smith has been amazing. Um, and you know, I, I think that he already has uh, four 100 tackle seasons in his career, and he's had uh, 14 sacks and five interceptions. So, and he's um, somehow not made the Pro Bowl yet, um, which is kind of strange. But I mean, he definitely I, has made the Pro Bowl. Let me look at this. I yeah, don't he's think made he the Pro Bowl a, once. Once. 
Yeah, and he's made so, All Pro once, but but he's but he's been and this was but last he's like year. An underrated, I think yeah, I think he's, he's like an been, underrated he, player. Yeah, people have known he has been one of the best linebackers in the NFL for his whole career. He's actually had 100 tackles all five years of his career, according to uh, Pro Football Reference. Uh, and yeah, I mean, this is at this point. I think you're looking at some stats that are a little behind. I think they're from the they're year one year before. Behind. Yeah, yeah. 18 and a half sacks, eight interceptions, right? I mean, 23 passes defended, a forced fumble, fumble recovery. Like the dude kind of does everything as a as a linebacker. And, you know, he's going to anchor your defense. So obviously a great pick here, in my opinion. At number, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with chalk here, or not chalk. That's not really the right word. The same player. The Buccaneers won a Super Bowl with one man who helped anchor their defense. That's Vita Vea. I'm going to take him right here. I think he's one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL. He stops everything through the middle, just inhales offensive linemen, creates havoc for pass rushers, and especially in the run game. Just a really good all-around player. And the Bucs take him here. They win a Super Bowl. I don't know why they would change a thing. 18 sacks in his career, but he's so much more than just a sack guy. He's he's just a really, really good run stopper and just an all around great defensive tackle. All right. Well, at 13, we have the Washington commanders. Well, at the time, I don't think they were named the commanders, but we'll just say that they're the commanders. I don't know how you're supposed to reference them in history though. Whatever the current Washington commanders. Um, and I'll have them take Denzel Ward, um, who easily could have gone top 10. Um, and I think that this just shows like how many good secondary players there have been. Um, one of the better corners uh, in this draft, and I definitely think feel like he fell. Um, but yeah, I think he's like still like an above average corner, and he's been like definitely abused a little bit. But you know, I think he's still elite. Yep, not a bad pick. Really like the dude as a player. Number fourteen. There are running backs on the board, and I'm just hesitating because obviously they're the best players remaining, but I'm really hesitating because I just don't think a running back should go this high, but they all are also really, really good players. I think he has fallen far enough. I'm going to take a position that some people don't think is as impactful as maybe it is, and that's tight end. Mark Andrews, a top three tight end consensus in the NFL today, has been really good since his rookie year, but um, you know I just think he's proven that he's been that guy year after year. And I'm going to take him at number 14. I think it's really low. It's the New Orleans Saints, if I'm not mistaken. And, yeah, I mean, this is like the post-Jimmy Graham era. What do they do? I don't feel like they've had any type of real – I mean, they had like Jared Cook, for example, but they really haven't had a, an identity-defining tight end like Mark Andrews could be, and I think he will be if they draft him here. So I have them taking him at pick 14. So we each have one pick left because uh, we're doing 16. We want to keep it even. All right. Um, at 15, it's pretty easy to just go chalk again because Cole Miller has been an amazing offensive lineman, but I'm going to go Tremaine Edmonds for the Raiders. Um, their defense has had so many problems throughout the years. Um, and Tremaine Edmonds has been amazing for the, he's currently on the bills. Um, I think he just signed with somebody actually. Let me check. He was on the Bills for the majority of his career. I swear he signed somewhere though. Let me let me go look. I'm gonna go look. I I should know this better than um, I do. He's on the Bears now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tremaine Edmonds has been amazing throughout his career. Um, and I just think feel like they need like anything they could they can do um on their defense. And obviously they have Max Crosby now, but um 
He's the only one. They have no yeah, one else he's on like that the defense. They need person. they yeah. need some other help. I like it. Um, you know, there's a couple players I'm considering here. He was, you know, there's a guy like Jesse Bates who's a great safety. Um, you know, this is this is the 16th overall pick. This is the Buffalo Bills, and in real life, they took Tremaine Edmonds, who just went, who I think is a great player. You know, just looking at this, you got Frank Ragnow, a great offensive lineman for the Lions for a long time now. DJ Moore is a great receiver, but I think I'm going to take Saquon Barkley because I think that at a certain point, the game-breaking potential that one player can give you, uh, and you know, like if we're redoing this whole thing, maybe he doesn't get injured as much in Buffalo, right? Him and Josh Allen in this draft together. Can you imagine that group? And, you know, one of the big things that the Bills have always been is they can't run outside of Josh Allen, right? Like they've had Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, James Cook, all these guys like these these kind of guys who have turned into nobodies because they just can't seem to produce. And imagine if that second option or probably first option is Saquon Barkley, this generational running back prospect. Um, I think it gives their offense a completely new dimension as well as the fact that he's a really great receiving back. So he doesn't take away from dump offs and things like that. And, you know, he's just the best football player remaining and I think if the Bills in this case like just imagine that change obviously in this case the Bills wouldn't be getting Josh Allen but you know I think at a certain point you got to bet on the best player and that's Saquon Barkley by a pretty big margin I think yeah so some guys that we left off um you know JC Jackson's probably the biggest one just because he had I I don't know I think there's a lot of guys JC Jackson of course uh calvin ridley dj moore notably there were no receivers taken i mean baker uh, like you can baker baker wasn't like terrible for the browns he, he had a like, really good rookie abysmal. year he was just bad yeah. after that he's had I his mean, ups he, and downs for sure but i feel like he probably would still go in the first round um if probably if he's a starting probably a starting caliber nfl quarterback if you give him better receivers i mean yeah I think, and the, the odell and thing just sort too. of screwed like the thing is if, if you're gonna trade for like any star receiver Odell's one of like the hardest besides like Antonio Brown, right? Like, like you, you try to get a guy without an ego, right? Like if you were trading for Odell's an incredible player, don't get me wrong, but like it just kind of all went sideways for them. And I feel like in another scenario, that's not Cleveland's like better things might happen. Frank Ragnow is a great offensive lineman. I think he probably could have gone Nick Chubb, of course, on that Saquon tier of running back. I still think Saquon just as a prospect coming out is a better player. So I would have taken him. Jesse Bates, a great safety. Um, I think that's most of them. Guys like Dallas Goddard were in this draft. Maybe Carlton uh, Davis too. Yeah, there. I mean, there are like this is like Leighton Vander Esch was really good, especially younger years. You know, Deron Payne's a great player. Uh, Just I mean, kind of crazy that they got Lamar at like the end of the first round. Yeah, like pick it is thirty-one. Crazy. Like that's or pick thirty-two. Like that's so ridiculous that they were able and, to get him. There. And you also look at like these guys never would have come. Probably wouldn't even in the first round of a redraft. But there are really good NFL players all around this draft. Rashad Penny would never have gone. He was a first round pick in this draft, and has Hayden been really Hurst good when he's healthy. A, but... Hayden Hurst was the twenty-fifth overall I mean, pick in this draft. You got there's the thing about this draft is there's actually a lot of really solid like wide receiver two type of guys that are like high end on that or like low end wide receiver one guys like DJ Moore, who I really like. I like DJ Moore. I think he's like a top 12, top 15 receiver, but I think there was, there was not no with, reason not to take him over Justin Fields. 
Yeah, I mean, there is there is that. Or, or not with any quarterback that he's ever played with in his entire career. He's like a Terry yes. McLaurin, you know? Like he's ne- Yeah, he's never he's really He's never going to had... see his potential unless he goes to a team like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, Cortland Sutton, Christian Kirk, Michael Gallup, DJ Chark. Like all these guys are like, you know, there, there, are, there's a, there are levels to that list, but those are all serviceable NFL receivers that are, you know, and there's more than that on this list, right? Um, but yeah, I think we got all the guys and all the guys that we needed to. I feel like we did. We I mean, I'm just, I'm just afraid like Mike Gesicki. I'm afraid there's gonna be one person that someone's like, oh my god, Justin Reed is a good player. He no, can play kicker for you too. I don't think we forgot anybody. I think I don't we think actually, we did either. I think we got through the top sixteen. Not like that one time where we just completely forgot to. What was that? We we just forgot to draft Draymond in a redraft. Oh, it was like it was like players. What was it? It was like players over thirty or something, or over thirty. No, no. What was it? It was like some. It was like some something. Oh, players under. It was under twenty points per game draft, and we just didn't draft Draymond because like he had the no points because he, he was so low on the points that we didn't even see him. But yeah, yeah, that was a crazy thing. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, we'll definitely be more consistent with the podcast, and make sure to follow us on TikTok. You probably do already. Um, but yeah, that wraps it up. Thank you for listening. Yep, we out. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.